Hello and welcome to Helpline in Focus. This is where we take the time to explore parenting topics in greater depth. I'm talking deeper dives into challenges like fussy eaters, non-sleepers and tantrum throwers. Each Thursday at 12pm Australian Eastern Standard Time, we'll invite one expert from Babyology's Parent School to join us on Facebook Live. You'll be able to ask your own questions either live or through our Facebook Helpline group. You can see the links below this video or in the notes of the podcast to actually join that group and write your questions. The chat will then be posted the following Saturday. Today, we're talking about how, how to juggle under fives, children who are under five with parenting coach and postnatal doula, Karina Lane. Hi, Karina. How are you? Hi, Chef. Good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So we chose Karina not only because she is very good at giving tips about these things, but also because she has hands-on experience because she has four children, <laughs> which I somehow managed to forget the twins. <laughs> so, All under five at, at the start. So oh I remember the word. chaos. So she's here to help you both with her own experience, but, but coupled with the practical knowledge that she has as a parenting coach and also the gentle kindness of a doula, I like to think when we have you on yeah we've got all of you. those things mixed in together <laughs> so if you have any questions if you have maybe you're bringing a baby home to a toddler maybe you have two at home already and you're having your third I think that's actually our first question for the day um, but anything like that I know personally I had no idea how to manage two children when I had my second I just thought so many things were impossible mainly getting out the front door mm. but now's your time to ask Karina for her tips and tricks and we shall start with Jackie from Melbourne. Okay. Jackie says, I'm 33 weeks pregnant with number three. I have a five-year-old and a 16-month-old. I'm freaking out about how I'm going to manage the day-to-day -day chaos of two under two and a preschooler in the mix. Any tips mm -hmm. to make things run more smoothly? Oh, what beautiful chaos you're about to come <laughs> up against. Look, my, my biggest tip, and it's probably going to be a theme here is just to keep your expectations nice and realistic low <laughs> by that. I mean, low, um, nice and realistic. Just don't get too caught up in what needs to get done in the day and all the rules you have to follow. Just keep your expectations super realistic. Be kind to yourself. Um, I know that, you know, for most of us, we forget about self-care because there's no time for that, but you do need to keep your well-being tankful in order to give everything that you're going to be giving to these three little ones. So yeah, keep those expectations low. Don't give yourself big, give yourself big to do this and errands to do with three little ones, lots of days at home. And remember they're fine. If with you, they're fine at home. You, it's not your job to entertain them 24 seven. Um, what during waking hours, they, uh, let them get bored, let them play, um, engage when you need to and stay sane. <laughs> Put your sanity first. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, this next question comes from Frances in Canberra. She says, I have a one-year-old who has just started daycare and a three-and-a-half-year-old who has been in care for a few years. I've just started back at work and there hasn't been a single week where I haven't had to take at least one day of leave to look after one or the other. The bugs are just relentless. Mm. My husband doesn't get sick days as he works for himself, so it makes more financial sense 
sense for me to take the time off. I know this is standard for daycare and eventually they build their immunity, but how do I manage the work juggle? It's a big question, this such, one, isn't it? That is, it's such a nightmare. It's hard enough to go back to work and pre- pretend or <laughs> pretend to be, you know, a really committed worker and stuff. You're doing your best. I'm sure you are committed to your work, um, but it's hard to switch off parenting in the first place, right? So that you can do your job at work. But then when you're getting calls about sick kids and calling into work sick, it's awful. Um, and you know, from your experience, that this is just how it runs and you just have to hang in there. So I guess maybe a chat with your boss or your employers just to let them know this is what I'm dealing with, I'm doing my best, because it sounds at least that, that would might alleviate any guilt that you're feeling um, right now. So chat with them. Um, I feel like maybe hubby could help a little. <laughs> oh, Chef's nodding. I'm yes, nodding. Yes. Yeah, because I think I would come up against this a lot yeah. with um, people who work for themselves Mm -hmm. and um, I know at different times it's been me working for myself and other times it's my husband I hate to say it but generally it feels like it comes back to the mother to take time off regardless of what kind of work she has Mm -hmm. and that that just does my head in because I think if your child is sick they're sick someone has to look after them that's just the basic responsibility of parenting and both parents it's not on the mother to always be taking time off whether you get sick leave or not your sick leave will run out and then you'll get sick quickly (laughs) yes yes then you'll get sick and you'll be forced to take unpaid leave Mm. um if hubby works for himself he has the um amazing gift of being able to be flexible right so um perhaps we can compromise with him so that you could kind of take care of the kids at night so he can get some work done um you know we have to be flexible both sets of parents both mum and dad have to be flexible um and and be you know okay with making these changes if there's kids home from home sick so i i Mm. 100% agree with you chef it does it does do my head in as well um but both of you have jobs that are equally important and you've got kids that are equally important so yeah yeah and i think part of the problem is that um we live in a society that places work above everything else so even as a parent when our child gets sick and your natural inclination is to want to stay with them and look after them you're still struggling because you feel a responsibility to your employer, to your workplace, which of course has its place as well. Mm -hmm. But the way we're set up in society completely ignores the fact that young children need carers. It's not us, if it's not us, who's it going to be? And you, you know, our, we often struggle with, or I do anyway, my, my parents are around and they're really helpful, but they're also older now. Mm -hmm. My father is um, immunocompromised. So you don't want, to put sick children with your elderly parents either so sometimes the buck stops with us Mm -hmm. and we shouldn't feel bad about that and employers should be understanding of that because we need children (laughs) if you want to make it in financial terms you still need kids the world needs more people we're doing like two jobs really we're populating Mm. the world and we're contributing to the workforce so yes that's right come on employers (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so also don't feel bad when you have to ask for time off, exactly. I guess. And I say that because I always feel bad when mm. my si- kids get sick. I always struggle what to do. So mm. I, I just think it is something that we all we all need to change our minds 
frame our minds differently yeah, about yeah, it. Definitely, mums and dads. Yeah, bigger issue there. Can't solve that one today, can we? <laughs> uh, the next question comes from Miriam in Perth. She says, I have a very shy four-year-old and I want to get her into some activities with other kids outside of preschool to help her social skills along before she starts school next year. The problem is every daytime event happens at the same time as my 18-month-old's nap. I feel like I'm constantly choosing between helping the four-year-old's mm. development and letting my baby sleep when she wants to. Which is more important? Mm. Yeah, I get that. It's always a juggle when there's more than one child. Um, and the same will happen with school pickup and school drop-off. That will always be during someone's sleep. So, um, yeah, absolutely a juggle. Can The first idea is can the 18-month-old sleep um, mobile? So going out in the pram or let, let her sleep in the car. Um, the other thing is very shy four-year-old and wanted to get into some activities. I guess there's other ways to encourage her just to be around people and to be in that social setting. And I guess it doesn't have to be activities, um, especially if they're obviously conflicting with um, your own schedule. So, you know, you can just bring her to the shops, to cafes, just being around people. And I guess with um, we want to be careful that we don't push too hard with shy four-year-olds. It's got to be at her pace. And as long as you're with her in these social settings, she's going to feel safe enough to gently kind of explore the world and get to know um, the different social settings and people um, around her. The other idea is, can we invite any friends over for play? So can we hold tea parties or something at home? Have you got a backyard that her and a, and a couple of friends could play in? Um, invite mum friends over who have kids as well. Um, I guess it doesn't have to be particularly an activity, does it? As mm. long as it's just around people and encouraging her um, to see the world outside her home yep. is going to help her. Yeah. Good luck with that, Miriam. Mm -hmm. Our next question comes from Amina in Townsville. She says, we have a five-year-old, a three-year-old and a one-year-old. Life is busy mm. but since the birth of our youngest I feel like my it feels like my husband and I are simply existing as roommates I can't remember the last time we had a conversation that wasn't about scheduling or the kids are there any tips <laughs> I'm not seeing that I can use to bring back the romance oh, romance what's that <laughs> Uh, no, I know what you mean. I know it, it could be so easy to just kind of yourself find a new norm. You just create a new norm where it is just like, can you get me that? Can you do that? Can you pick up the milk? Um, the thing is with when life is so busy with little ones, we have to be really conscious about carving out this time. So it's the same with self-care, um, but carving out time with your partner has to be like a conscious decision that you both make and to make it happen. So whether that means organizing the babysitter finding the time because there's never time right it's always mm. going to be too hard you're not you're going to be too tired so you've got to figure out I guess firstly what do we need to do do we need to go out on a date or do we just need to get a takeaway one night and get the kids to bed as early as possible whatever it is but yeah definitely consciously implement this because time doesn't just present itself you'll you'll no. be a, a, well acquainted with that now it doesn't so mm. you really have to be strong and find it and commit to it, both of you. I think one of the things that I've always thought was a good idea, and my sister and I had it happening for a very short period of time, was um, with siblings. We would, so she and I would swap babysitting and Love we'd it. say that we'd do it. We, we said definitely it'll be this day every month or two months. Oh, beautiful. Uh, yeah, I reckon it lasted for maybe two months. Yeah. But I'm, you're reminding me now, Mina, that I need to do that There's too. There's possibilities. Yeah, see, it is about actually bringing it to the forefront of your mind and yep. committing to it. Um, otherwise, it just slips by you. Um, and, you you know, I'm sure 
you both understand where each other is at. And while your kids are young, life is a bit like that. So mm. again, let's think about our expectations. It's not going to be kind of Romeo and Juliet style when the kids are, <laughs> are young, but you know, there's little things that you can do as well, like just hand holding and cuddles, um, making sure you kiss each other goodbye um, at the beginning of the day and the end of the day, um, kiss each other hello and just little things like that, just to keep the little spark alive. And then when there's time, when you make the time, um, then you can really commit to kind of putting um, that kind of intimacy back in the relationship. Yeah, definitely. Definitely needs mm -hmm. to be planned. I'm right. A mental note. <laughs> Talk to sister. Uh, we have a question here from Susie in Cairns. She says, I have two kids under three and bedtime is an absolute debacle. Mm. I feel like I limp over the dinner bath finish line and then I just need them to go down at a normal hour so I can zone out or actually have a conversation with my husband. But my nearly three-year-old needs someone to pat him to sleep and my one-year-old is going through a regression so it gets to 8.30 and we're both completely exhausted and often I'm falling asleep in bed with Mr. Three only to drag myself into my own bed hours later with no child-free time. I just need some advice, advice on getting them on a schedule that works. Mm, look, it sounds like you're doing a really good job, actually. Your three-year-old needs someone to pat them to sleep. So common. Um, it sounds like you're doing exactly what little person wants and needs. Um, it sounds like both you and hubby are doing this, working together in that um bedtime zone to help with both kids because both kids need you and there's not a lot we can do about that so I guess we just have to be kind of a couple of steps ahead of the game to stay sane um, one idea I guess is to start the whole thing a bit earlier since it does seem to drag out um, so you know I, I think I've used I went through a stage of doing dinner at 4 30 4 30 p.m <laughs> um, you can skip the bath if you want to I know routine's important and structure's important but there's no rules that say you have to do it you can choose easier ways if you want to if you just need that little break um i guess hiring help could be an option even if it's like you know once a month once a week or something like that just to give um give you some extra help if, if it is a debacle it does sound like it's a lot of work um and the, yeah as far as the schedule goes find a time that works for you if it's kind of stretching out into that 8 30 zone and i know what you mean like you're just dog tired at that point who, who wants to talk to anyone after that um but maybe you could maybe it's about kind of bringing the whole thing a bit earlier so that you can finish closer to 7 38 rather than 8 8 30 um that would be my best advice i think but yeah it's just it's a really normal thing for bedtime to be chaos i suppose with little ones especially when you've got the regression there's not a lot we can do about a three-year-old that needs that extra help to get to sleep. It's Comfort. really common. Yeah. And they do grow out of it, <clears> don't they? Yeah, they grow out of it. And, you know, the most important thing is that someone's there for them. And maybe, you know, this could be a stage. You could try and phase it out over the next few weeks to months so that you can get your time back. Um, but there's possibilities there for sure, just to make it, make it a little bit easier and not completely exhausting. This next question comes from Irina in Sydney. I love being at home with my kids and with three kids under five, there doesn't seem to be a lot of financial reason for me to go back to work mm. as the daycare fees would be more than I would earn. Mm -hmm. Next year, however, my husband thinks I should go back to work at least part time because our eldest will have started school. But I don't feel ready to give up being a stay at home mum and I want to give the youngest at least another year or two at home with me. What is your advice? Yeah. 
I understand that. I can understand both points of view. Um, it sounds like your husband's just thinking practically and to him it makes sense just to step back into the workforce um, while one when one kid goes to school. And, you know, that does make sense. But it, when, we're not talking on an emotional level here. So he might not understand the emotional level, which is sounds like where you're at. Um, if you're not ready, you need to tell him that and you need to tell him, um, explain, you know, what what's happening for you and why you want to stay at home and kind of find out what his think, thinking is all about too. Um, if it's about finances, maybe um, there's other options, working at home options or working around um, the family, that might be an option too. But it does sound like you need to kind of be on the same page because it sounds like he's on the kind of practical page and you're on the, oh, but yeah, <laughs> you know, that emotional yeah. heart-led page and both of them are fine. You just need to have a chat about it to kind of air each other's opinions. Yeah. Would you say? Yeah. And I think that um, the other thing that is hard for people to understand is when they're little, that period is quite quick. I mean, I remember even being on maternity leave with my first and I'm, I was off for about a year as a freelancer and I was talking to my sister mm. going, oh, I'm not working and this is, I'm mm. really scared. I'm not going to have work. And she was like, you know what? You're probably going to work until you're about 60, 70, maybe even 80 these days. She said one year is not going to make a difference. Mm. And um, I guess it's true. It's, it's absolutely true what Karina's saying as well is that, you know, you have to have that conversation if you really need the money. But it sounds like if you're going back part time and you're going to have the eldest at school, in school or then... in daycare, you you know, you still, if they're in school, you still have to drop them off and pick them up. How <gasps> much work true. can you do for six hours? That's true. And, know. you know, yet you're going to be paying daycare fees for the others. So yeah. does it make a difference going to work Yeah, one day a week or two days a week? So, Look, yeah, do I, have a chat about yeah. what each other's needs are and see if you can find a, a solution that meets both needs. Yeah. Uh, this is a comment from Carla on Facebook. Facebook, she says, I find the hardest thing is staying in touch with friends. Having same age kids, it's hard with appointments, etc. Yeah, I get that, Carla. I mean... I think from my perspective, uh, the friendships I have are what have pulled me through some of the hardest times, but I've found that um, it, it, it sounds so cliche, but it gets so much easier as the kids get older. Mm. And what I found was just mucking in, like when you know, the kids are the same age, just going to a park or going somewhere, a gated park when yeah. they're that young, yeah. but going somewhere where they're contained um, is the best way to connect with other mums. You don't get to have the conversations that you had. But that's but just still... mum life as well, isn't it? Like yes. You just have to take what you can get. <laughs> um, unless you have the energy and inclination to organise the girls' nights out and yeah. breakfast dates and things like that on the weekend, which yeah. is another option. But, um, yeah. yeah, I agree. I love the gated park. I, there's um, a group of mums for after school, for school-age kids. There's a group of mums at my school. And every Friday afternoon, they all head down to the park just around the corner from school, let the kids run amok, and someone gets champagne out. Oh, my God. And they God, just have a little, not, not like crazy drink or anything, but snacks come out and champagne. Yeah. So there is that, like, gossip time, connection time. The kids are fine. Um, it's all before dinner, so it's a nice little time kind of niche there so there's options there and I love yeah the, mm. but this is what's so good about parks parks aren't just for kids no they're, <laughs> they're for not connection too you know just make sure that you're hiding the champagne yeah <laughs> wouldn't be a yeah. good look or would look, it you know be, be mindful of don't context. drink it out of the bottle you know coffee's fine that's you know 
Yeah, and it, it is interesting because I think when my kids were were smaller, so mine are now, um, my son just turned seven and my daughter's nine. So obviously it's a lot easier for me to catch up with my friends now. Um, and when they were smaller, it was, I just didn't know how anyone found time for anything. So life was just <laughs> them. Um, but I always found when I could connect with my friends. So I wouldn't, I had less time with my friends, but I made sure that mm. when I had time, if they said, do you want to bring the kids? If it was just a one-on-one catch up, I'd be like, no, I'm mm. going to leave them alone, leave them at home, leave yours at home so that we can talk just this once, even if it's once every six months, that yes. would fill my cup. And I'd be like, you keep know, going. keep you going. Absolutely. And in between have the ones where you're all mm. running or the kids are running wild and you start one sentence and then yeah. you go somewhere yeah. else and that that yeah. was what got yeah. me through I don't know if that helps definitely Carla. that one-on-one time it helps you reconnect with the person you are as well as yeah like behind the mum that's so true and that's so healthy for you then you go back home better and and happier and nicer to everyone yeah. <laughs> yeah. um good comment though Carla it is hard mm. the next question comes from Donna in Geelong she says do you have any miracle hacks for getting out the door with a two and four-year-old before 7 30 a.m ouch Jeez. I feel like it's miracle. a miracle <laughs> yeah the word miracle kind of that sums it up doesn't it's it it's not gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's a constant struggle but do to do the commute that's the it latest is, yeah. we can do it oh Help. my gosh if you're getting out the door with two kids anytime around 7.30, you're the miracle, yes. lady. You are doing brilliantly. <laughs> that is so hard. So I imagine you have to get up really early. I'm sure you, you're smart. You're already doing all the packing the night before and doing as much, getting your clothes ready, their clothes ready the night before. Um, if anything, I would actually give, give yourself a pat on the back. You're doing excellent. It is hard. You know, two-year-olds are going to have tantrums. Four-year-olds are going to lose their shoes. I guess you're just going to need to have, give yourself plenty of time. Again, keep your expectations realistic. Is um, someone helping you? It's hard to, it doesn't really suggest there that you have your partner at home, but if they are, they need to get on board too and help you out. What would you say, Chef? Is there anything else there you um, recommend? I would definitely <clears throat> say uh, what I've found helpful in the mornings, mm-hmm. apart from being really regimented yeah. in terms of what time I wake up, even, mm-hmm. I mean, the kids need to wake up at a certain it's time. So, so much about us. So what time yeah. I wake up, making yeah. sure that I've sorted my stuff. But you know what actually really helps me is having a really good soundtrack wherever we're going I mean it sounds like I don't know if you're in the car or if you're in a bus but if you're in a car having music that will chill both you and the kids out for the commute um I've found that you to can you ground yourself and yeah, yeah ground yourself and then also I remember we were only going to work the other work for me school for the kids the other day and my daughter was having a really rough morning which meant we were all having a rough morning mm. and she was crying and so I put on her favorite song which isn't necessarily my favorite mm, song. Mm. It's Kenny Rogers, The Gambler. Oh, I know. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> very old school. <laughs> I'm blaming one of the kids at school for that. They put yeah. her onto it. But immediately that reset her. She had a sing, tears dried up. And if you can do that for yourself mm, as well, like mm. a song that you enjoy and let, and it doesn't, it doesn't have to be the Wiggles. I mean, bless them, they're great, but that doesn't always calm you down. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Unless the kid's being calm, then calms you down. Exactly. Just put it on. 
have a soundtrack to, to help you once you're in the, yeah, the car yeah. and that can help to reset the day. That. I love that. And on that same kind of token, maybe some incentives to get the kids in the car. Like you yeah. could plant a toy in their seats and say, let's go. You could make it a game. Let's go see what what's waiting in your car seat this time. And that might actually get them moving a bit faster. And you yeah. could change it day by day. A toy, um, a snack, or yeah. whatever, a drink. Make it a game. Yeah. And once you reframe how you think about it, because mm-hmm. I have struggled with mornings for nine years mm-hmm. um, and it was it's always hectic, especially if you're going to work as well. It's always stressful. But if I, I managed to reframe it in a way, it sounds cliche, but I managed to start at certain periods when it got really hard, I'd think, actually, this is my time with my kids. Like this is a time where I get to be just with them and we, we're kind of hanging out okay, we're hanging out in traffic, but they're still, they're talking to me. Mm. We're singing, Mm. we're laughing, we're telling stories. And that, if I reframed it that way, it became less of that relentless, oh my God, here we go again. How am I going to get them? And especially when you've got two drop-offs or three, (laughs) double drop-off can just (laughs) make you feel like you want to cry. But just simply thinking, okay, this is my time with them. And it's actually now sometimes I stop in the car and I look at them and I'm like wow you're mine <laughs> do you get those moments yeah. I can't believe you're my yeah. children yeah how did you get to be so big yes absolutely so maybe reframing for yourself as well can help with that yeah yeah absolutely and my last little trick is that works for me sometimes is tell if I have to be out the door at eight for example I change it to 7 45 <laughs> just because I'm always going to be 10 minutes late but I'm not late I'm early so that's my that's my personal hack that is awesome yeah yeah come on at 7 45 7 45 watch or even put point your clocks fast so that you're always early all our clocks are wrong they're all really fast so we never we're very rarely late now oh I love that that's so <laughs> clever um this is a question from Jade on Facebook tips to decrease screen time with five and four-year-old in the afternoon when parents need to make dinner etc and kids are tired from school and kindy oh haven't we all been there (laughs) yeah look I might be like a bit have an unpopular opinion here but I don't mind screen time in the afternoon. Oh, I'm so glad you said home. that because I was like, going to say, oh, she's going to say no screen no, time. Oh, no, no. It's funny because I was talking to a mum yesterday, a client of mine who was like, oh, you know, the screen time and the rules. And I was like, but whose rule is it? Whose rules are they? And she said, well, society's. And I said, but you don't have to make it your rule. Yeah. You've got to make it work for you. So look, for starters, kids who are at school and kindy work hard all day. They need to zone out. They need to chill. So a little bit of screen time is fine while you are getting ready and with dinner ready. Like it's what else, you know, you're already doing a focused task. You need your focus there. Let them have their chill time. And then, you know, I don't see anything wrong with that. So I wouldn't worry about it. No, me neither. Yeah. I mean, when they get older, you can ask them to help you mm. with dinner. Mm. You can, and it also depends. Um, so when my kids were this age, we were living in an apartment block. So I couldn't just ask them to go out and play. Yeah. Um, and also children sometimes don't want to, but um you know, that whole, whole idea about the Friday afternoon when we when you went to the park, the school moms go to the park, we have something similar mm. where they get to run around a bit before they get home. And then when yep. they're home, yep. I'm like straight on the telly. I don't I don't have yeah. a problem with it. Yeah. And if you're thinking about the time it takes to cook dinner, it's maybe an hour. I don't know. It's okay. They've That's been working fine. hard all day doing all their creative things and all their gross motor activities and all that yeah. stuff. I would say 
get cut yourself some slack and don't worry too much about it. Um, I love that idea. Get some energy out before you get home. You could also just put a cap on it, like give them a yeah. snack and say, right, half an hour of TV while you do some dinner prep. And then if that makes you feel better, just yeah. put a cap on it. See, look at me. I'm like an hour more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I'm not the parenting coach though. <laughs> at the end of the day, it has to be what works for you and your unique family. Don't yes. worry about society's rules. Definitely. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it does take a while to get that out of your head because mm. I'm the same. Mm. Like I sometimes look at them and God help me, we gave our son a Nintendo Switch for his birthday. So we're going to be fighting that fight, Jade, for a long time. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I don't know that it's realistic to assume children won't be on screens. That's the world we live in. Um, mm. And you just got to pick your battles, I think, as well. I'm a big fan of choosing battles. Mm. Yeah, you're going to have plenty of battles with a four and five-year-old so <laughs> as they get older. Bless. Yeah, let them have their chill zone. Mm. That's fine. And, you know, the other thing I think as well for me and this age group and even older, for me the important thing was, and, again, this is specific to your family, my thing is always reading at bedtime. Like mm. That is my big time that I want. Mm. That's what I want my kids to have. If they've mm. got, t I don't care if they have telly in the afternoon, mm. but as long as either myself or my husband is lying down next to them, reading them a story, they're getting Beautiful. off the screen right before bed. Mm -hmm. And that's great for their um, literacy skills as mm -hmm. well, having mm -hmm. you read to them. Um, then you've evened it out as that's well. Right. So it's don't forget balance. you're doing all that stuff as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cut yourself some slack. You're doing great. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, I'm going to try and squish in one last question. Let's do it. Uh, this is from Micah. I have a four-year-old with special needs who's just started preschool. His extra help includes speech therapy and occupational therapy and a specialised school readiness course. I feel like I'm almost constantly at some appointment or another for him. I'm so happy that the help is available, but the problem is my two-year-old has to be dragged along to these sessions as well because my husband works long hours. I feel guilty like I'm not giving them equal attention. How do I make sure my two-year-old's needs are met while providing the extra help my four-year-old needs? Oh, well, you're doing a beautiful job making sure your four-year-old gets all that beautiful attention. The good news about your two-year-old is they don't have huge needs to be doing particular activities because they're with you. So you're the center of the universe. So that's fabulous. And they're so easy to entertain. So you can bring snacks along. You can have a little picnic in the waiting room or something, bring their favorite toys, bring the books along or an audio book or a, something that you can play together. Um, it, Two-year-olds aren't going to be fussy and complain that they're bored if you're doing stuff with them because you're entertaining and perfect and wonderful. So I wouldn't worry too much about two-year-old. Um, there's not a lot you can do about it. Um, your two-year-old's needs is really just to connect with you and be with you. Um, so just bring, yeah, that's my advice. Just make it bring along convenient stuff to keep them happy. Um, and that's connection and attention with them. Yeah. Mm. Well, that was lovely and very concise and we finished <laughs> right on time. So thank you, Karina. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. And if you didn't get to ask your questions, you can book a one-on-one -on -one session with Karina through Babyology's Parent School. There'll be links in this Facebook Live and in the podcast. We will be back next week talking about fussy eating with dietitian and pediatric nutritionist, Dr. Jen Cohen. So if you have any questions for Jen, don't forget to add them to the Facebook helpline, helpline group. So the links are again in the notes of this episode. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you then. Bye. Bye. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch, 
email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.